Yo, okay, so welcome to a new episode of the Get Your Nerd On podcast, you know, season three, episode 15, also known as episode 40, um, yeah, bro, we about to get to the shit, I read comics, alright, I read comics, I read Tom Taylor comics, I read fucking, um, X-Men comics, and, and, uh, wait, this is the intro, we're gonna get sort of to what I did in, in the other part that comes, like, literally right after I shut up, so, yeah, let's do that, alright, so, listen, I have done, uh, I've done stuff, okay, I played Apex, I got back onto Watch Dogs Legions, I have read Suicide Squad by Tom Taylor. I've read X-Men. And I'm about to sneeze. I wasn't going to pause that. I'm not editing that out. You guys have to just say bless you. Um, And I read uh, Nightwing. And yeah, we're going to talk about all of this shit. I even read some Batman. But I think I mentioned the Batman stuff last podcast. So, oh, that was Detective. I read some Batman. It's too much Batman. But I read some Batman because I love y'all. And I told y'all we was going to talk about comics. We was going to talk about comics. All right, fam? So, we about to get real lit. But um, more about me because I'm just great and this is my podcast. And I'm, I'm the dude. All right? So, if y'all hear music in the background, that's some schoolboy Q um, going on. I'm playing his mixtape. Feel me? Because Schoolboy Q, that's the guy, bro. And just just why not? We're going to be here for a minute, so y'all might need some tunes in the back. I figured I'd just play some uh, some mixtapes, you know? Not not no albums, because I'm not trying to get my ass beat, fams. But let's see. What else? Um, I mean, I haven't really been doing any other crazy gaming this week. I want to go back to finishing Resident Evil. Um... But I'm a little scared of going into the dollhouse. But um, I'm going to spoil everything about Lady D. 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 Lady D. I'm gonna spoil everything about Lady D. Today, everything that I can remember. Uh, let's see what else we got. Um, man, man, just shout out to me and my boys working on this album, bro. Like this shit about the bang that's not what we here for though we're here for the nerd shit but i just have to let y'all niggas know because i am proud y'all listeners i have to let y'all listeners know because i am proud uh what else man yo these speakers these speakers i got are fucking awesome just got some crx uh speakers um don't ask me what the what the what the the, the name is i think they're mackie they're, they're fucking cool. They're really dope. Um, oh, and this Deadpool Omnibus. Yo, bro. I'm going to post the Deadpool Omnibus on my Twitter, which is P90, the underscore, the rapper. Or no, P90, the rapper. The H is capitalized. Um, I'm going to show y'all the... Uh, 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 I'm going to show y'all the, the Deadpool Omnibus I got. But like... It's fucking lit. All right. It's fucking dope. 
And that's really it, man. That that's really it. I might do a Returnal stream on uh might end up being next week. But I think I'm going to do a Returnal stream. If you want to come by, come by. Gonna have to follow my Twitter cuz I do not know what my Twitch name is. I don't know if I changed it yet. I mean, if you could take a try, it's under Patrick Hills or it's under P90 the Rapper. There's only two things I would ever put it under. But I'm going to try and do a Returnal stream, see how that game is. Um, I'm going to, I don't know. I want to stream, but I don't have a camera. Maybe if I get a camera, maybe I'll look, maybe I'll look into a camera. Anyway, it really didn't do that much. But I did get my Nair Collector's Edition. Um, dude, I'd be forgetting if I tell you guys certain things. But I'm going to tell you again. I got my Nair Collector's Edition, and the thing's fucking great. The pins are heavy as hell. It gave me the entire script for the game. So after I finish beating the game, I'm going to go back to the script. The only reason I didn't beat the game is because every time I beat one route, I'm going to go and play a different game. And then once I beat a game, I'm going to go back to Nair, beat another route, and do it like that. But once I beat the game, I'm reading the entire script. Like, all of the script. Um uh what else uh it came with the cds one original one rearranged um and hand selected and then it came with uh the steelbook cover so it was a very light and interesting collector's edition but i'm very happy that i finally got it so that's dope i tried to order joker harley number six but amazon does not like me every time i try and get a comic from amazon they tell me, oh, it's undeliverable. Someone keeps fucking up my packages at Amazon. Same thing happened with my gaming chair. Absolutely angered by this. So, yeah. um, That's enough catching up with me. I really don't be knowing what I be doing, man. Work just sucks. Uh, so, yeah. Let's get to the real fucking shits. The news. All right. Well. Yes, the news, but prior to the strictly news, we're going to do a couple of the of, of reviews, sort of. More like first impressions. I don't do reviews here. I do first impressions. I'm not IGN. Alright. Alright, IGN does first impressions too, but whatever. I played Knockout City, and it's pretty fun. Sorry, it's Apex going on in the background. We're like bought the win in the middle of a... Whatever. Anyway. Fuck that. I played Knockout City. It's a pretty fun, simple game with power. It's like powered up dodgeball. You get two lives. Unless you're hit by a human, then you lose both of those lives. But you get two lives, and there are a small variety of game modes and different types of dodgeballs that you get. And um, each one has different abilities. They have like a 1v1, which is what I played in. I played Team Knockout. And... They are pretty intense. They're pretty cool. They're pretty dope. Uh, I I won and lost a handful of matches. I only won one 1v1. Uh, and I lost like three. And then I'm like five for five for the team knockouts. And uh, what else? Da, da, da. There's mad free stuff. They use the tier system because it's an online only game. So like I am can't be really surprised at that part. Um, and it's pretty cool. Damn, we lost. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, damn, man. I'm trying to remember everything. I know I give it like a 7 out of 10, 
um, mainly because it's just an online game. There's no couch play, just PvP versus. But they get an A for creativity because, like, there's no real dodgeball game. The closest thing to, like, a dodgeball game would have probably been, like, Rocket Arena. But you're not dodging rockets. You're dodging... I mean, you're not dodging balls. You're dodging rockets. Um, but other than that, like, that's fuck. It's dope for that. It's really cool. Uh, the character customization is, like, ass. Everyone is, like, modeled after... Uh, they're, they're just... It's weird. All right. Um, the character models are definitely strange, uh, but the game is worth it. Right now, it's on Game Pass and EA Play. I don't know if it's staying on there. I think it's like free for now, and then you guys should just pay for it. But it's it's definitely worth it if you like online games, and it's definitely gonna be a fun party game, like play with the homies type of thing. So I definitely recommend it for that. Definitely, and also. I finally got my hands on Returnal. The game just pisses me off. Like, 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 frequently, the game has already angered me more than I need to be angered by a video game. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> uh, I just know that that game has been angering me well all right i know why but like i shouldn't be angry at it that's the issue like i sh i should understand that this game is a rogue like game and oh, dog listen listen that shit <laughs> that shit is horrible fam like it hurts when i die but i found like this little thing that's like a checkpoint system and Whatever you, uh, you get in it, it scans you, and then wh wherever you die, you keep all your shit when you come back. Now, I don't know if I can only use it once, because I refused to put the game back on, because I wasn't sure if I was going to get destroyed again, and then I'd have to go all the way back to my ship. If you go back to your ship, then you gotta start all over. It's fun though. It's really creative. The world changes. It looks really stunning. Um, I'm playing on my 4K monitor, so I get to see how good it really looks. Uh, but like, sheesh, that game. That game pissed me off, man. It's cool though, but that game be pissing me off, man. Like, I'll be playing that shit, and I just be like, "Hey, uh, screw you, game." I don't know why you just don't let me enjoy myself. It's because the game doesn't... The game's not forgiving. Well, it's very forgiving. It's definitely not Dark Souls, alright? So, let me let me stop playing like the game's horrendously difficult. Because it's not. But, when you die, you will be pissed off. Because, like, the very first boss that I fight has three health bars. And you can't even get all the chest and shit in one run. Like, I don't know if you get to go back to these biomes or whatever they're called, but damn, there's still mad chests that I can't get. There's I don't have like the grapple gunny thing. I don't know. I'm about to run around the game again right now and see if I can fucking uh unlock the there's a house, her house. I wanna unlock it and see if there's anything in it. Um But yeah, like game's cool and shit just pisses me off highly but yeah that 
those were the two games I played. I have um the I have the uh what's what's it called Scarlet Nexus demo. I'm going to try that, but not in time for the podcast. Even though I don't do this podcast in one run anymore, I just do multiple days. But I'm not playing that anytime soon yet. Sorry for that noise that you probably just heard. Um, I mean, I started it. Combat looks simple. I chose um, the female leads uh, story. Um, it looks beautiful of a game. It looks very anime-ish like it's supposed to. But I don't have enough time played to give you a full-on um, first impression. But I feel like I'm going to enjoy the fuck out of it. Alright, I think that's all I played that's, like, new. And I kept playing Apex. The season's still doing its its thing. It's still being a season. Oh, dog. My X-23 statue looks great. And my big-ass Deadpool book looks fantastic. And I posted a picture of both of them on Twitter. So, yeah. Onto the news news, like real news this time, like news, 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 news. So don't expect Starfield to come out this year. The closest to a release date we can expect is supposedly fall 2022, which makes me wonder why do they only drop their biggest hitters in the fall? Listen, give me two seconds. Uh, you might hear some noise that is uncomfortable, but I don't feel like editing this out. I'm like awesome because I'm just genuine, you know, like I just keep it a buck. There we go. All right. Um, so, yeah, essentially, I've come to the conclusion that all the great games come out like in the fall, you know, um, and I don't know. It's just all the, all the greatest, greatest games come out in the fall, especially the the console exclusives and shit, um, like the top-notch ones, like Starfield, I'd, I don't know, they overwhelm us in the fall with games, but then we have stuff to play for the summer or winter or, all right, so never mind, I don't complain as much, but I, st- I want to know if that's their, their reason for doing that, is it because they know that winter's coming, um, but, uh, I don't know, I just thought about it. It's just I feel like everything great comes in the fall and then everything really good comes um, in uh, April, May. And then there's a drought because E3 and then boom, cycle starts over again and we get almost nothing in the summer. Um, Yeah, it's just like fall and fall and early spring or mid spring. And then that's it. Now that I think about it, barely anything in the winter um because everything comes out in the fall and then winter is just like now you'll buy your kids these games that we told y'all came out in the fall i don't know i kind of get it but like at the same time i just wonder why it's 12 12 different months for big hitters go ahead do it take two announces an all-new gearbox franchise will be coming before april 22 uh april 2022 the question is, will it be a new big game like Borderlands, or will it be something most people will probably gloss over? Um, because, I don't know if I said this before on this podcast, but 
everyone loves the title AAA so much that they never look at the indie games. And then, therefore, the indie games are just like gloss-over games, games that you can easily forget about and not pay any attention to. Um, I don't know. Me, personally, I think that... I mean, I look at all games like they're... um like the shit like that's that's how i look at them personally i love don't matter how small it is like to me it may not be called a triple a game but i feel like oxen free was like a triple a game like the story it gave me the way it made me feel was like it made me feel like a triple a game makes me feel so i'm wondering if basically if um take two is going to be making um especially because of well, Gearbox will be making. But Take-Two also said they're going to put out mad games. Uh, they have a bunch of games in development. Like a shit ton of games in development. Um, that will release between now and April. I mean, not April. And now in 2022. And that's why I wonder, is Gearbox going to try and make this game a wildfire game like Borderlands? Or are they just going to make a really good game that can possibly get glossed over? Because, like, people know Borderlands. Are people going to know this game? Is it going to become a household name like Borderlands has become? Because, you know, you can bring Borderlands up to almost anybody who plays games frequently. And you will get something out of them. They'll tell you, like, yeah, I played it or I've heard of it or I've seen it at free or something. They'll, like, people know what Borderlands is. So will people know what this other game is? Um, if I had to guess, I think it would be another loot style game uh that's what they do so far like that's what we really gotten from gearbox and they do it good they do a good job like even though i don't like the guns that much in borderlands 3 at least early game my boy tells me there's a bunch of fire later game stuff um they still do a fantastic job with looter shooters so i can see this being a looter shooter looter melee something like that uh and i'm down for it, of course. I mean, I buy everything, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And we have a game called Lies of P. It is a Pinocchio Souls-like game made by From Software. It has a Lincoln the Vampire Hunter vibe to it, and the trailer looks pretty damn cool. Um, and it looks a little creepy too. There's like a dead rat that crawls out of someone's mouth and some other weird shit. Um, if there's no lying in the game, though, there will be a lost opportunity there. But it's really cool. I don't know, like maybe uh, every dialogue choice, you could. there's somewhere you can lie in it. And every time you lie, your nose grows. And then it becomes an issue and it gets in the way of fighting. And like your enemies they start targeting your nose once they realize that it's super long or some shit like that. I don't know. But that'd be real cool if they have some type of lie mechanic in there. And it ends up making his nose longer. Or he gets weaker. I don't fucking know. But it'd be fucking hilarious, alright? It'd be really hilarious. Um, I'm looking forward to this. Because I like the... I think they did Sekiro and I liked Sekiro. So I can kind of see this being playing similar to that. But the setting is so fucking cool. Like, the setting just looks really dope. Alright, we have Overwatch 2. Alright, Overwatch 2 looks like Overwatch 1 with 5v5. 
But wait, Overwatch 1 has 5v5. No, 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 no. It feels like a 5v5, but Overwatch 1 has 6v6. And then they have 5v5 modes, I believe. But it's 6v6. And then they have 3v3s. And then they have 1v1s. I think they have 1v1s. Yeah, they have 1v1s. Anyway, Overwatch 2 looks like Overwatch 1 with 5v5. They showed us a New York map on stream. The game just looks more sleek and just as colorful. They updated the audio so you can really tell where the shots are coming from and um, making sound important in your gameplay decisions now, which I think is really cool because um, you can hear stuff in the other game, but it was just you hear it, not 3D audio and it wasn't pinpointed or anything like that. So it's cool. Uh, I enjoyed that little upgrade, but we'll have to see more stream and really see what uh what it looks like because to me, it's unimpressive. Like, I'm not that impressed with this game. Not gonna lie. It just looks... It just looks like Overwatch. Um, Like, I, I want to see what's so next-gen about it. But until then, I don't really know. We're just gonna have to deal with the, the fact that it's just Overwatch 2... I mean, Overwatch 1.2. That's about it. Alright, so... um, We got a very small teaser for Dying Light 2. One of the only zombie games that made me fear beating it because the night zombies were too much of a hassle. Literally, they double up in strength and those fuckers, man, those fuckers are crazy. Like, I don't, I, I can't even express how creeped out I was. But then again, you know what it is? I don't even be being afraid of the game. It's like, I don't have ammo, and I, I don't want to risk running around and then probably dying. Because a lot of the times when I play horror games for the first time, I always put myself in a real shitty position. Like a real, real shitty position, bro. Um, and I put myself in a position where I don't fucking have like anything like i don't have shit bro it, it's ridiculous so i'm hyped for this game though because it's such a good game like it added free running and then zombieing and like uh, survive like it, i just think that's really cool i love free running so i'm ready for this game but i'm really pissed off because i know i'm probably not gonna beat it again i don't know i'm going listen i'm gonna go back i'm gonna be every fucking game in my library one of these days once y'all help this podcast give me some money and I don't gotta go to work, and I can take like, only go to work like two days or some shit like that. Cause I'm gonna be every game, and I'm gonna tell y'all about every single game I beat, whether y'all already heard the game uh, talked about before or not. I, 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 I also have this theory, why Ethan Winters is literally the best Resident Evil character ever, and. Yes, y'all probably think I'm fucking crazy when I say that, but no, 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 that's just some clickbait, alright, listen, I think Ethan Winters is a dope character because he's nothing but a punching bag for us, listen, no one wants to see, um, spoiler for Resident Evil Village, uh, now, okay, Nobody wants to see uh, their favorite character lose their hand every game. No one wants to see their favorite character's um, fucking 
their wives get shot up to death and then their baby gets dismembered. So, like, I don't know. To me, I feel like Ethan Winters is the best because he's a punching bag. Ethan Winters is such a bad character with no emotion to what he's supposed to have emotion to or you would think he would have emotion to. Because, I mean, uh, if... I was him, I wouldn't care either that she got shot. Like, she's crazy. She's definitely a monster still, or somewhat. The, the ch- listen, listen, fam. If it's, if I'm in his position, I would have left her. First off, I wouldn't have even went into the first house, fam. Like, no. But if I did, I would have left her after that. And if for some reason I stayed, I wouldn't have bad an eye either if they fucking ran in the house and just like peeled her muffin cat back blue. Bro, listen. The chick is nuts. Like, it's not like it's not like women are crazy. No, they're not. Ethan's girl is crazy. Literally. She has something living inside her. Like, I am a thousand percent sure that she is still a freaking monster. And that's why everybody was like, you know what? We just about to bust her shit. Like, we we just gonna... And boom. So, listen. Ethan Winters is such a great character because he's a punching bag. And they can do whatever the fuck they want with him. Even though they keep letting him live. Like, they can literally just screw his life over. They don't like Ethan's. And I respect it. And we get to enjoy the fact that they don't like Ethan's, all right? Not like, I don't I don't know. There's, I just can't. It's great, okay? We get to watch a character get destroyed a bazillion times. Fam, it's great. All right. So Ethan Winters is definitely the best Resident Evil character that no one likes. <laughs> Next. I try. I touched the Scarlet uh, Nexus demo, and I chose. There's two characters, and there's two stories. Each character has their own story and journey, and they both play differently. I chose the female lead um, for the demo. I didn't beat it yet, but she has really cool moves. So she's like a telekinetic, and then it looks like she has like these uh, like these um, like Ace from. Final Fantasy, like, she has cards, and, like, she could throw them and use them to, to hurt her enemies and stuff like that, um, and it's really cool, combat seems simple, there might be more further down the line, but it seems simple, but it's enjoyable, and I like it, and it's real cool, um, so there's that, uh, if you have an Xbox, you should download that, if you don't have an Xbox, I believe PlayStation owners will be able to play the demo next week or sometime later this week. But if you beat the demo, they give you an item, and then you get the item, and you get to carry it over to your main game when you purchase the game. Because you're going to purchase the game. Because you should purchase the game. Because the game is good. Purchase the game. Okay? Like, come on now. Game's beautiful. Who doesn't like Who doesn't like anime stuff? Anime-inspired um, games are literally some of the dopest games in world they just look beautiful all right maybe i'm tripping i'm not tripping but like they just look so gorgeous but then again that's me but 
I'm also here to tell you that, yeah, buy it. All right, all right, all right. I don't know if this is game news. Nah, we'll say that. Uh, we'll say that's a, a, a comic news. Yeah, we're going to put that in comic news. All right. Uh, Summer Games Fest begins June 10th with Worldwide Premiere Showcase. So, June is, wow, that's cool. So, we get that, and then we go right into E3 like two days later. So, that's going to be dope. Um, so, yeah, the festivities begin on two, Thursday, June 10th. Um, and the event will kill uh kickoff or open with an event called kickoff live a live stream showcase taking place on june 10th at 11 a.m um or 2 p.m eastern on twitch facebook twitter youtube and other major streaming services as said by ign so that's gonna be dope can't wait to see what happens there and then what happens at E3, like that's gonna be dope. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Saints Row the Third Remastered coming to PS5, Xbox Series, and PC, which to me means a new Saints Row game is definitely coming if they keep remastering these games. Like, I don't know, sometimes it just doesn't make sense to remaster certain games unless you have more coming. Like, the Saints Row already looks good enough right now. Like. It got a remaster before for the Xbox One. But hey, I guess some people... That's more free achievements. That game has such easy achievements, so it's whatever. Um, Games leaving Game Pass. On May 31st, Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 2.5 Remix and Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue both leave the console version of the service. The game's... Um, are available on PC due to, uh, on the, 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 the Epic Store, though, due to the deal on the platform. Um, so yeah, you can't, it's not on the PC Game Pass, it's just on the Epic thing, so that's why they're only leaving console, which sucks, but I get it, but it's okay, because once Epic deal is over, it's going to go to Game Pass, and then if anyone who didn't pick it up wants to play it, it'll be on Game Pass. Watch. Just watch. All right, but, 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 we're going to get some other games, which will be Man Eater, Slime Rancher, Snow Runner, um, and a shit ton of other stuff. We did get Knockout City, which is um, here already on the uh, system. But if you want to know the full list, then sure. Spellforce 3, uh, Crown of Magister for PC, Slime Rancher for PC, Mercenaries, um, Mech Warrior 5 Mercenaries, Console, Joyride Turbo Console, Fusion Frenzy Console, Conan Exiles Cloud and Console, Maneater Cloud Console, PC, Knockout City Console PC, uh, The Catch, Corpin Caress Fishing Course Fishing, Cloud Console PC, The Wild at Heart PC Console, Secret Neighbor PC, Plant vs. Zombies Battle for uh, Neighborville 
cloud, peggle two, peggle, um, snow runner, which will be cloud PC and console. Um, yeah. So those are the games, if you wanted to know the actual games. The Ascent. I did not get a chance to watch the trailer, actually. But I hear that it looks really good, and it has, like, this really dope cyberpunk-themed. Wow, yawning. Cyberpunk-themed aesthetic going on. And it's getting a lot of praise from um random, uh, I don't want to call them random, but random in the sense that I've only scrolled by journalists and stuff are saying that it's actually a pretty good game. Uh, looking game, looking game. And it could be like one of the real true next-gen games. So I can't wait for that. Uh, I do believe it ended up getting a release date. I will actually check for that right now. But I want to say that it definitely did get a release date. But if it did not, then too bad. Or I'll just bring it to you guys next podcast because I don't see it in my notes. So July 29th, The Ascent launches on PC and Xbox consoles. Look at that. Look at that. I still got it done to you. And I didn't leave no fucking space of silence. New Biomutants gameplay. Uh, I didn't watch the gameplay either. That was definitely on my list. But I was reading so much X-Men that, yeah, like, fam. That's all all I really got for you is Biomutant. All right. This is the last part of this game segment. I saved the best for last because it could be a lie, but it could be great. All right. So there's a rumor that Metroid, um, a brand new 2D Metroid game is in development at Nintendo. Okay. All right. But that sounds like annoying because people probably want Metroid 4. I want Metroid 4. But still, we're getting a new Metroid game. Probably. I am excited because I love Metroid. Like, it is literally the one of the best games. Okay? Metroid is one of the best Nintendo franchises, to me, ever. I love Metroid. Metroid is great. And if you have not played Metroid, but you have a Switch and you have the online, you should probably load up your um, emulator that they give you and go to the NES, the SNES or the NES and play Metroid or Super Metroid. I prefer Super Metroid. I'm not going to lie here, but they're both great games. Then if you have a GameCube and you like searching for retro games, you should probably go get Metroid Prime. Metroid's great. I think that's some really dope news, um, especially because I love 2D uh, Metroid. I wonder how that will look. I wonder if they're going to try and make it like 2D. Um, I can't think of like one of the, the best looking 2D games I can think of right now. But like, I don't know. 2D um, Breath of the Wild graphics or um, any 2D fighter graphics. Just like, are they going to make it look super good or are they going to make it look like super good um, old school? Because I don't know. I prefer, I'd like both. That would be cool. I would like to see Metroid with um, better graphics and still be 2D. 
but I would also like to see old school Metroid style um bits like I don't know. I'm open for all of it, all right? I'm open for all of all of that. All of that I'm open for, fam. This shit's great. All right. So that is the end of the gaming section of news. Now on to some light ass comic news. Okay, so listen, Batman the Long Halloween Part 2 was officially announced with the release date of July 27th, almost a month after Part 1, which is June 22nd. Personally, I don't hate the animation, but I feel like DC really excelled in the era of like Justice League, New Frontier, and Public Enemy, and all those other things before. I don't know, I just like the the art of that. Everything now looks like, um, uh, I don't know the proper term, so I'm not even going to try and say it, but I don't necessarily like the way the new art is there is an injustice animation being produced and we all get to see nightwing die by like the weirdest thing in the world um me and my friend was joking on twitter that that shit's gonna be basically the new how jordan getting beat up by the parademons which is hilarious um according to that hashtag show marvel studios is currently developing midnight suns which is a group of superheroes more likely supernatural superheroes um and it's supposed to be like the it's gonna be parallel to the avengers movie so it's gonna be like supernatural avengers in a sense um as said by giant freak freaking robot which is cool um that would be nice to see, like, a Supernatural team. I don't know. I love Supernatural stuff, so it would be cool. And maybe because it's Supernatural, I mean, it's not always dark. But if it's Supernatural, maybe they'll tackle more dark um, characters to fight and problems to solve, which would be really, really cool. Like, I would enjoy the shit out of that. Like, that would be fucking dope. Um, but we'll see exactly what that means and if it happens. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, there's a lot of heroes coming up now. And it's like, listen, there's people like me who will sit and watch every little thing that they throw out if it's going to be connected. And then there's people who only want to watch like 10 of these things a year. And because of that, I can understand why they would make more teams that are semi to um, the Avengers it would just make life easier for a lot of these uh for a lot of these characters and a lot of the viewers. So I get that. But I hope that they don't consolidate too much and they start to uh make other things too. Like um like more solos. Solos are great, man. I love solos. But then again, who knows? I, I know they know what they're doing. But I don't know. There's some characters I like to see enjoy it thrive alone before they hit a team or in between their team it would just be really cool i just i know this is for the normal people but like it's hell enjoyable to see the comics come to life feel me feel me all right you do feel me got it a new batman animated series from bruce tim matt Reeves, and i hope i pronounced that right and jj abrams is coming to hbo max so um I don't know if it's a continuation, but it is awesome. It Gotham is getting Gotham is getting animated again. HBO Max and Cartoon Network have greenlit a straight two series order 
for Batman Caped Crusader, a new animated series based on the DC property. The show boasts a trio of powerhouse executive producers in Bruce Timm, JJ, and Matt. Um, This is from IGN, and then here's a quote that they also said. We are beyond excited to be working together to bring the characters back to tell engrossing new stories in Gotham City, the three executive producers said in a joint statement. The series will be thrilling, cinematic, and evocative of Batman's noir roots while diving deeper into the psychology of the iconic character. Yo, I can't wait for that. Because if this happens to be anything like how I think of Batman, uh, when I say like I want to write a show for him or something like that, this can get really good. This can be like the best comics. Um, this could be like some of the best fucking comics, bro. Like it really can. And I am ex- excited for that. Like I, I truly am. That's that would be freaking dope. I'm excited for this to come back. Anyone like I mean, listen. Even if people say that all they do is make Batman shows is Batman shows are great at the end of the day, even if that's all they make. So I'm excited for that. There's just so many stories to tell. And just like there's so many stories to tell by everybody else. Like, listen, they should definitely make me make a Green Lantern. I came up with a dope-ass green, uh, dope-ass lantern in my head. I don't care what you say, but this chick, what? She'll smoke all of y'all. One day I'm going to write a, a mini-series for Green Lantern, and she's going to be canon. And then someone's going to fucking destroy my character. Just watch. If they ever let me do that, bro, they're just going to be like, all right, cool, that's a dope-ass character. Then someone's going to write her really good, and I'm going to be happy, and the person's going to take over, and then she's going to come back, and then they're going to fucking murder my character, and then I'm going to be pissed. Which, uh, that's what I expect to see, at least. <laughs> um, Jake Tapper Taper doesn't think Ryan Reynolds should have been allowed to play Deadpool. Also doesn't think that anyone should be allowed to cross over. But I think that statement is wrong. Because I believe that um, if you sucked or if they screwed you over on one place, you should be able to jump to the other. But once you're solidified, you shouldn't be able to jump back and forth, right? And if you're a minor character, you should you sh- should be able to do whatever the fuck you want. So like uh, Green Lantern didn't go well, but Deadpool went successfully. I think it's okay as long as he stays Deadpool for the rest of his life. <laughs> um. I mean, also, Ryan Reynolds is the perfect Deadpool. Uh, And then people like um, Hugh Jackman. Live and die as Wolverine. Dude's fucking great. Shouldn't cross over. He didn't cross over. Love it. And stuff like that. That's just me personally. I think everyone should have a second chance. Because sometimes they're just not good at the heroes that they were um, before. And then sometimes they get recasted later. And it's just perfect. I think that's dope. Uh, what else do we have? HBO Max will now let you pay them $10 to watch ads. So a cheaper tier, which allows you to watch HBO Max and keep more money in your pocket, but you got ads. How many ads? We definitely don't know. But there's definitely a lot of ads. So, all right, I don't want to say there's definitely a lot of ads, but there's ads. So you got that. But I mean, hey. If you want HBO Max that bad, go for it. Sit and watch the ads. I'm not watching no damn ads. Feel me? But it'd be like that. I understand. Not everybody can make these dope-ass choices to get HBO Max. Like me. 
all right let me stop playing with y'all yeah that that's it i mean let's do a let's do a brief search real quick and see if there's anything that happened to happen while i'm recording this um let's see nope dc comics to restart superman collections huh what let's see dc comics to restart batman and superman collections from volume one again Time to start counting again. It looks like DC Comics will be renumbering their collections for Action Comics and Detective Comics from Volume 1 again. For the post-Frontier, uh, Future State, Infinite Frontier semi-relaunch, which means that Philip Kennedy Johnson writing Action Comics run will be, which began with Comics 1031, I mean 1030, will be collected in a new Volume 1, which won't be confusing at all. And the same will happen, hey bro. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> That's absolutely stupid, bro. I you know what it is though? It's people absolutely love um the number 1, right? But that's dumb. Bro, my shelf that shit bothers the hell out of me. It I mean, listen, 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 listen. listen. It's whatever because it's a new title. Like a it's a new uh Fuck it. Like, Future State and Infinite Frontier, right? Got it. So, like, fine. It's okay. But at the same time, it's just like, bro, fuck it. <laughs> like, it's not confusing to just keep the numbers going on, right? It'd be so much better if they just kept the numbers regular. Like, I don't know. They're like, it feels like seasons. But, Alright, so you know how I name, how my podcast is numbered season, episode, and then I give you like the real episode count? They should just do season and real episode count. So it'll be like New Frontier, volume 83. You tell someone that they, I don't know, that's just me. You tell someone, yo, that shit happened in a future state. It's going to be volume 86. Cool. They just look for volume 86. All right. Or if the books are a weird way and for some reason you're in a library that shows their books facing straight, you look for future state and then you look for the volume number like it's that easy instead of just saying, oh, you know, it's volume one of future state. And now you got a person looking for volume one and then now they got to look for the volume one of future state. I don't know. It's just it just seems a little bit easier to just keep the numbers going. You know, I, I don't know. That's just me. Especially if you're, like, talking comics. Then you don't got to be like, oh, you know, that was in Future State. Um, right after they redid the, the, the whole reset, that was a uh, volume three. The 88th volume three. It's, I don't know, man. I don't think it's useful or... I don't know, man. I don't freaking know. But whatever. Um, if you guys get confused when you pick up your new volume one... And you think you're reading volume one of Scott Snyder or you're reading uh, volume one of something else. It's not. It's the new volume one, guys. It's the new one. All right. So I don't know if anyone has seen it, but there's um, a new costume for Impulse. There's a costume for Impulse who is now on the Flash and the costume looks fucking great. They butchered the picture a little bit with the Photoshop, but the costume itself looks really freaking dope. Um, I have not watched Flash in a long time. I don't know if I'm ever going back, but I do need to finish it because I think I should go back. Star Girl Spring Break Special. 
Oh my shit. Stargirl Spring Break Special, number one, this Tuesday. And I'm super happy for it because I love Stargirl. That show is great. I got like two episodes left and I want to watch that. But like, bro, listen, Stargirl's dope, all right? I can't wait for that shit. It comes out May 25th. Oh, guess what? I'm going to... Okay, listen. I'm going to buy that shit. I'm going to read the hell out of that. Stargirl is fantastic. I love Stargirl so much. Um, Let's see. Batman King Shark headline... Batman and King Shark headline DC's free comic book day 2021 release. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It was good that I looked this shit up. All right. Let's see. Free comic book day. Uh, DC, number one, Batman. Get your first look at Batman Fear State and I Am Batman. Oh, that sounds like that's going to be fucking dope. Uh, free comic book day. Suicide Squad. King Shark. First look at Suicide Squad. Get Joker. Ooh, okay. More interesting stuff. Um, Beast Boy Loves Raven. Teen Titans is also going to be a free comic book day book um let's see what else do we have we have some good ones for kids and then, all right yeah so we're gonna get some decent shit we're gonna get some decent shit i'm that, i'm happy to hear that uh free comic book day oh right let me see what day that is for you guys because remember i said something about marvels being like a different time i think it was like august or some shit like that but uh instead of may um saturday august 14th all right so yeah got it uh 14th of august 2021 will be free comic book day so that's going to be fun i'm going to forget that so hard but i'm gonna try and remember now now i feel like it's time for some movie reviews yo did i write my movie reviews bro i'm gonna be real pissed off if i didn't write my movie reviews guess what i wrote my movie reviews you ready you ready those who wish me dead with mad fucking spoilers a movie about a man who found some shit and the white man didn't want him to find out and spread it ha but guess what it's actually a black man who hired them and his name is tyler perry so, what I mean by that is, Tyler Perry hired some hitmen to go kill this dude who found out some information. Um, and, yeah, now they now they got him smoked and leave his kid and the Punisher to put a fire under their ass. But guess what? That's not what happens. No, 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 no. Punisher does not put a fire under anyone's ass. They turned him into a biatch in this whole movie. But probably because he didn't want to be typecast. So they used him as bait, and he was like, yeah, yeah, y'all could do that for me. Um, so the movie has some really good points to it. Like, it's very intense and has you wondering what exactly did he do to make them so mad. But it also makes you think it, um, it all could have been avoided. These FBI people are absolutely nuts. And, like, I don't know. Like, they were going to put a burning poker inside the Punisher's wife's eye if uh she lied to them but the thing is she was trying to tell them the truth and then she fucking said you know what never mind yeah my 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 husband has the kid and then that was a lie and then they told homeboy um 
she was she was using a distress code and bro fam it could have been avoided this shit really could have been avoided i don't know man the movie was good but like they didn't even need to do all the crazy shit they did but anyway um the following scene was also just wild like watching uh hold up give me one second we're gonna sit in silence real quick so i could see something those who wish me dead all right bet da 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 um all right cool cool i don't know why the fuck it was advertised like that anyway um watching angelina jolie and the kid run through a lightning storm that just barely hits her made no sense because after it hit her it stopped hitting in that area altogether and they didn't have any gear or anything like that to like attract the lightning they're just running and the lightning storm is literally right there so fucking dumb to be honest though a lot of this seems ridiculous like they truly could have went looking for that boy more successfully than taking punisher and I'm gonna keep calling him that just so y'all know. Like I am. They took him hostage, and that that none of that was necessary. They could have found the boy faster if they tried harder. Um, I don't like seeing his character like this though. Like they literally were just. It, he wasn't doing nothing, bro. Like they put that dude on the floor, made him eat fucking dirt. Dude, this dude murdered half of New York. Whatever. All right. <laughs> The amount of ammo they had in this movie is extra dumb, though. Like, it was just like Call of Duty one-man army insane. They they were sitting in a tree, and they were just shooting all their bullets and pulling them out and pulling them out. But eventually, one man dies. And thank the movie gods. I was so happy. And then the other ends up chasing the boy. All of this while a forest fire is brewing, which later becomes the butt of a cheesy line. If you ask me, this movie was really about a forest fire. Like, they just wanted to make a movie about a forest fire. It gets a 6 out of 10 for me. Um, the ending was meh. You never really get to find out exactly what they found out. It's just some They were moving money somewhere where they shouldn't have been moving money. And, like, I don't know. It wasn't a fantastic movie. It wasn't. But it was It was watchable. It had cool things. And that's, that's literally it, bro. Like, definitely watch it. But it ain't the dopest thing there but you know what was a really good fucking movie that i enjoyed without remorse super heavy fucking spoilers yet again michael b jordan takes on a soldier and he gets a pretty action-filled intro with some good old american betrayal as usual john kelly michael b jordan's character doesn't agree with the way the mission was done jump three months later Someone he knows gets ran over by a van while taking out the trash on purpose. Literally, the van was waiting for him to take out the trash and they just rolled over him. Another gets shot in the streets of New York and no one bats an eye. Like, he was driving in his car, fixing his radio. Then this fucking van just opens up and just starts firing on his car. No one cares. No one cares. So now it's John's turn. He just happens to be sitting in his house with his headphones on eyes closed and doesn't realize his power went out and the people who come for him are are related to the men that he killed uh which seems to have been russians well his team killed i should say john kelly doesn't get to kill everyone who broke into his house when he does though and one gets away so now the movie is a revenge of a revenge flick he manages to get the man who gave the enemies 
uh, the visa to get to the U.S., and he begins to plot his revenge as he sits in jail, which doesn't last long. He started whipping guards' ass, and then, um, well, guards prepare to move him so he can get his ass kicked by other Russians, but instead, he kicks their ass and bides time for his government to free him, which they eventually do, but they still screw him over by letting him on a new mission for extraction of the person who got away, but putting him back in prison with an F on his card. They get shot down when they enter Russia, but it doesn't seem to be exactly what it seems. There's something going on deeper as always. Once they go for the man, they found out that this whole op might be some bullshit. After he blows up the building they were in, and they get pinned by a sniper. Now, that was a really cool scene, them just getting pinned by the sniper and trying to figure out something to do. Eventually fighting their way out, they get surrounded but John makes a path for his team to drive away to safety and risk his life for a standoff. This man was going sick, bro. People started getting in the house. He started shooting them all. And then he prepares like, bro, he lives and manages to like um, cloud himself in dust after exploding a bomb. Right. He explodes a fucking bomb in there and then everything slows down and he manages to escape. And this dude is just tired as shit. And he ends up driving to where his team was, and they patch him up. Thus, the final act of the movie. John abducts his boss, the government agent dude who sent him on this, and gets him to talk. And man, do these people just talk. Like, the government people just swear by their oaths to the corrupted government. And this movie was fucking good. Like, John drives the car uh, with a very important white man off a bridge and into an ocean, making him say his wife's name before he dies. Then he drowns him. He soon gets an official funeral with his wife, but apparently he made it out of the car alive. He was actually saved by one of the homies. They already knew what was going on. He wasn't going to lose. He wasn't going to die. He didn't want to die. Um, they left the man down there, though, and it was they covered it up, which was pretty dope. Like It was well thought out. Um, and I love these conspiracy things. They help like expose a huge conspiracy and it was really cool. Honestly, I give this movie like an 8.8 .8 out of 10. It just felt like it did everything it wanted to and needed to do and leads right into some possible future stuff, aka Team Rainbow. So I'm actually bumping that up to a nine because if we, if we get like some Rainbow Six movie or some shit like that, that was fucking dope. That was like really, really good. I enjoyed that movie a lot. And now... That's really it. I didn't watch Army of the Dead. Um, I was too busy playing Returnal. And I finally beat the first boss in Returnal. So, yeah. Maybe Army of the Dead next time. But, on to the comic summaries. Starting with Batman. Batman, Detective Comics, 1034. We join Mayor Nakano at his fifth celebration dinner. Remember, this is the anti-vigilante mayor, vigilante mayor who vows to put an end to mask uh, vigilantes all over. Uh, but the party gets crashed as he was trying to unveil his plan by a leftover jo Joker gang clearly, cleverly named Party Crashers. Bruce makes an escape to come back as Gotham's protector, Batman. By the time Batman cleans up, the SWAT finally arrives, and they don't do their job. Once again, showing that Batman is technically the best option here. 
more ethical if you ask me. Batman 1035. A woman by the name of Miss Worth, who was invited who had invited Bruce to a party moments prior. She is the child of a very wealthy man who helped build parts of Gotham. Batman goes looking for her because she goes missing, and he finds her in the sewer where she is found dead. But the cops finally show up right after Batman, and like idiots, open fire on Batman, which ruins the evidence, of course, and they assume Batman is the cause of this situation. We go to a church where her father is speaking and demanding justice for his child. The husband storms out and isn't seen for a few days, but when he is, he was holding a gun and stopped by Batman who put him in jail. Neil, a man who works for Nakano, seems to have a mental breakdown of some sorts when he couldn't get his meds in time, but the mayor is paying him isn't paying him any mind and he's blinded by his sense of justice and tells him that he should just go home. Bruce ends his night heading into his house when he is stopped by a recently dead Sarah Worth. I feel like these are some really good issues coming out of Detective right now. Personally enjoying it. Um, I feel like Batman is a detective. He lives in Gotham now. Like, there's so many positivities coming out of this, and it's really good. So I'm looking forward to what else is to come from the Detective comic series. All right. Tom Taylor, Suicide Squad, 10 and 11. We pick up with the death of Deadshot. Tom just keeps killing people, which happened in the core defense building. The Aerie tried to save his falling... That... I don't know what the hell happened there. But anyway, let's act like nothing happened. So, Deadshot's dead. The Aerie tried to save his falling body, but didn't really matter because Deadshot was shot in the eye, and apparently it was by Ted Cord, but it really wasn't by Ted Cord. And then a plane flies overhead, so they send the Aerie to go find out who it was. You can see the team start to fall, um, starts to fall for each other, and like they they start enjoying each other's company and whatnot. You see that when Wink says that she's going to join her lover. And promises to uh, avenge um, Floyd for his death, right? So, uh, we join them as they get close to the plane. And Wink decides to teleport into the plane where she sees the human bomb, Lola. But Lola shoots Wink. And we find out that Lola wasn't actually... Lola, it was Black Mask, and he seems to have an upgrade to his Black Mask tech, which also lets him basically become a chameleon. This might be coming from um, Year of the Villain tech that he got, so there is that. So the Aerie finally comes to the plane and smacks the fake wink because she's actually half an inch shorter, and apparently they pay attention to their girlfriend that much as wink mentions there are about there's about to be an attack uh they say that they must go to the squad so that they can finish this bomb threat because apparently black mask is going to use lola the human bomb to blow up an island for money because it's always for money once they touch back with the team Harley puts on the Deadshot mask, and they just start cracking skulls. And then they finally 
end up going uh to where they're supposed to go to try and save Lola, the human bomb. All right, all right, all right. So, some real cool shit happens. I didn't describe it in my notes because I'm going to kind of read it to you. Okay, all right. So, there's a section in issue 10 where um, basically you have Ted Cord just standing there and it goes like this. I need to make a call. I know people who can help. Osita says no. And he says, you need to trust me. And then they find out that he wears a suit and he's Blue Beetle. So then Harley Quinn says, another uniform? Wait, you're not Batman, are you? And then Ted Cord says, you think a billionaire would spend his free time fighting crime in Gotham? And Harley says, ha, of course not. You have to be so fucked up. And then it's really funny. Like, it's really fucking hilarious, bro. That she made that joke. I swear Harley knows that Bruce is Batman. And she just covered for him there. And then I feel like Ted Cord knows that Bruce is Batman. And is throwing shade. But trying to cover at the same time. Anyway. It was a funny joke, but after Black Mask starts smock, eh, after Black Mask starts mocking the dead Suicide Squad members, one of them, Otissa, smacks the mask off of his face and is surprised that she didn't know that it was actually attached to him. They get the answer that they need, and now they try to stop Lola from exploding, but they seem not to make it in time. Yet Zebra puts a shield around her to try and sustain the blast, but it doesn't work. So the whole team and Black Mask are stuck there at the explosion. We start the next and final issue in a morgue in Louisiana where we see Jog wake up. He wakes up to the Black Racer telling him he is half a god, and that's because the Black Racer is his papa. And he offers him a seat with the gods, but of course Jog denies it because he loves his, friend, his friends and wants to find them. So he asks his dad where his friends are, and he finds out for him without even leaving the room. And then boom, why? It's because they're so close to death. And then boom, he races to rescue to save them from certain death. The man who controls the sins makes Zebra a prideful man to help him hold the shield more, and Jaw grabs him and races him and Lola to a safe space over the ocean where she explodes. Jog tells Zebra Man to let go, and he just runs out of the blast. He outruns the blast and saves everyone. So, after retrieving Lola and letting her know it's okay, Harley and Osita both plot to shoot Deadshot, uh, not to shoot Deadshot, to shoot Black Mask, but Green Arrow comes in and shoots a warning arrow, and then the Justice League comes in to take Black Mask, but not after they both shoot Black Mask in his legs. So now he can't walk. He can he can answer to questions, but he can't walk. And then um, the Justice League comes in, blah, 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 blah. Batman is doing his Batman thing, and he's like, I'm going to arrest you, Suicide Squad. You're criminals. And then he's like, they're like, nah, good luck with that. And he's like, I'm going to talk to the president of the island. And then the Aerie, it, the Aerie's mom is the president. So, yeah, going about arresting them doesn't work because she just talks to Batman and she's like, nope, not happening. These people are heroes and that is that. So they only get to go home with Black Mask. Harley goes to Deadshot's home to break the news to his daughter and they have a cute little bonding moment. Like, it's really nice. The ending of the comic is just nuts. Like, it's really fun. The revolutionaries go cleaning up 
some leftover issues from the attempted blow up and Osita hits a man with a golf club and they eventually gather up everyone who helped make Task Force X and basically tells them that they better never come for them again or else they'll regret it badly and I believe her. They seem to have a lot of dirt on all of them. Um, Listen, Tom Taylor's Suicide Squad was great. It was a great run. Um, it's, From what I heard, it was canceled. That might be incorrect. I don't know. Maybe one day I can get him on the podcast. But I'll probably talk to him about something newer if that's the case. But anyway, it was great. It was a beautiful 11 issues. It was super fun. You got some new characters. And each one of the new characters were really good. Had their own really dope personality. And after you finish reading it, you want more of them. There's what was supposed to be a revolutionaries comic, I guess, but um, or it was supposed to go on that way. But you know, the new Suicide Squad movie ended up getting in the way of that because the new Suicide Squad comics are um posed after the characters from the movie. Yeah, so there's that. But like, it's not a, it's not horribly bad. Like, I'm gonna try out that new Suicide Squad comic for us, but. Yeah, sadly, Tom couldn't finish his run unless he feels like he was done, you know? Um, so, yeah, on to the Marvel side. But not all of it, because I'm going to save some comics for later, because it's literally a shit ton of comics. I mean, anyone who's still here for the comic side, I know you don't mind, but it's a, it's a shit ton of comics. So, we're just going to go with the um couple things that i did read starting with sword all right so sword one through two um these two comics are king and black tie-ins that also progress the main x-men universe we learn about how sword operates in these comics but we also learn about a plan to counter krakoa and that someone in sword is a mole and leaking important information to the people who are fighting against mutant threats um, I mean, I just wrote a really, really small, detailed uh, note on that, and that's just about it, really. Uh, it was cool, though. Like, you got to see some new characters, uh, well, new to me, at least. Um, they tried to help fight uh, some of the symbiotes, but then some X-Men people got captured, and then there was another character who was, who's, like, he's, like, similar to Gateway, um, but he, like, walks through time or in between time something like that he has a very interesting description for his power i'm gonna find that description next podcast and i'll read it but he was just taking a trip and like during his trip he at he ran into a room where people came up with a plot to um where some dude was coming up with a plot to try and counter Krakoa, and it just seems like it's about to set up some real dope shit uh oh my god i got x corp i can't wait to read that shit but yeah so like that's that's all i really got for sword one two mainly because it was a tie-in um i don't mess with tie-ins too much anymore they kind of have been pissing me off but the x-men ones are different because i love x-men but yeah that's kind of it um let's see marauders king in black one Another tie-in, uh, and it's really cool. A couple of powerful X-Men have been overtaken by Null, and the pirates must go get them back. But on the way there, they come across a ship that ended up being a smuggling ship. 
After saving the people who were almost left to drown, Magneto lets them find sanctuary on the island until the King in Black event is over. And it's just really cool to see, like, how how much heart Kitty still has. As she was, did everything she could to try and save those people. Um, so, like, I love her. Like, her character is really good. They've done so much good with her recently. Alright, then we have Wolverine 10. We pick up with Wolverine still looking for Maverick. Well, actually, he found him in um, the Legacy House being auctioned off. Backed into a corner, Wolverine gets the enemies to lift their, uh, let their weapons down. But the merchant tries to shoot Maverick with a pistol he managed to get off of Frank Castle's arsenal. They find their way through a crowd of armed people through Madripoor. After they, fin- um, after they finish, Special Agent Ramirez takes the severed hand of Wolverine that was being auctioned off and tells her men to capture the mutant. Now they're running through the docks of Madripoor and they fight again and Wolverine uses shish kebabs as a weapon. And that was like really fucking hilarious. He hits both of them in the throat. After finding safety in Maverick's bunker, he convinced Wolverine to do one more job with him after Wolverine fails to convince him to come to Krakoa. They end up in Houston where there are mountains of hero and vigilante items in storage that must be getting auctioned off. They go there to get rid of all of them. After the mission, Maverick visits the island with Wolverine, but Maverick decides to leave and later in New York sits down at a table with Ramirez and prepares to make a deal. So Maverick is a treating ass bitch. But that shit's fire. Not can't wait to see what happens next. X-Men 16. I have to start by saying I'm super excited to read this issue because it has X-23 and um, everyone's coming out of, maybe everyone's coming out of the vault or maybe they're just a day in the vault. I don't know, but I mean, I do know now, but I'm excited. All right. But from this point, we will forever call her Wolverine and Logan will now be addressed as Logan unless I forget and state otherwise for the simple fact that I'm only specifically talking about the Wolverine comic. Sounds a little confusing, but she deserves to be called Wolverine. So, uh, you'll get the picture. Trust me. All right. South Africa, the vault. Day one, the mutants managed to get into the vault and has locked them in. Their mission is to determine the threat level and find a weakness. The team sees a huge city but it's not heavily populated, and they decide to try and descend down without being caught. In the dome, at the center of the vault, we have Serafina being welcomed into the vault, and as her and the rest of the children that are there come to the idea of upgrading again to combat what they believe to be the mutant threat or homo superior threat, the robot or brain of the vault, uh, I'll, call it, I'll call it the brain, uh, detects the three X-Men, so now we get action. They try to burn the X-Men, but they get off the elevator in time, and Wolverine slashes Serafina with um with her fucking claws. Yes. <laughs> they use each other to help each other. Uh Cinch gets burned and uses Laura to heal himself as he puts a claw as she puts a claw through the fire skull's face, and then Cinch tries to grab him and ends up copying the powers of the child. But this pisses off some of them. And she's and Serafina ends up self-destructing, um, knowing that she'll be able to come back with her knowledge, which brings me to a point that they seem to be similar to the mission that the X-Men have, you know, like during the House and Powers where they died and had to come back with information. Like when we found out it was Wolverine who kept delivering the info to uh, Moira McTaggart, like that was that's dope. That's fucking cool. 
and uh, two more issues we got. Let's see. We have Hellions 10. Oh, yeah. So, Mr. Sinister is sitting in a wheelchair, the power-dampening murder chair, captured, apparently, um, by Arcade, while Arcade smacks the shit out of his mouth. But Sinister isn't giving a single shit. He's just taunting this Chucky doll wannabe to hell. Apparently, this is Mastermind's fault, and he sold some shit to Arcade so he could capture Sinister, but it seems also... It seems like he also captured the entire team, and they're be- they're having nice dreams, nice pleasant dreams, but eventually they will get murdered by their nightmares. Confusing? Well, basically, Arcade hired Mastermind to capture Sinister by taking Mastermind's daughter and booby-trapping her in a room that he can f- so he can force Sinister into making clones for his murder world. We flip to a page where everyone is facing their dreams in a way, some having great family times, others making people suffer. Even Wildchild is having a dream where he turns Wolverine and Sabretooth into his little bitches. Back in the lab, Arcade is just being a freaking weirdo and he straps Sinister to a chair laying down and starts to take his teeth out even though Sinister agreed to make his clones. And he tells Sinister that nothing will save him, but Psylocke does her thing and kind of finds out that she's in a main control, a mind control. Not, not fully, but... She, she's kind of doing something, but it doesn't help yet as Arcade asks Mastermind to pull the kill switch and murder them all. Now they're all fighting their demons. And on to X-Factor 8. We start off with Amazing Baby barking and waking up Rachel because it senses something and it ends up heading to iBoy, who too can sense it, and it's nothing good. Prodigy comes to the conclusion that his last death wasn't recorded properly after finding an old photo he purposely sent to himself. After Dakin gets attacked by his own uh, his own dream caused by iBoy's projection of emotion, iBoy and Baby are shaking in the bed, scared, but they can't see what is right behind them. Dakin ends up comforting him, and that's when the issue presents itself. After being chased into their dark hallway, they meet Prodigy, and Dakin decides to buy him some time so he can at least solve all the info he needs just in case they all die, and that way he can get synced back to Cerebro, that way they don't go back in there blind. The Morgan rips Dakin in half as, uh, Dakin in half as Baby Eye and um, Prodigy run for their lives. Northstar devises a plan after they come back to life, and yeah, they kind of disperse of the Morgan pretty easily after that, but it's not all the way done. They confront Siren and ask her about her deal that she made with the Morgan. And so we approach a almost conclusion of some sorts. That was all good. My notes is iffy right now because I've been rushing to get this shit done. Man, maybe I should change this podcast to bi-weekly. Nah, I wouldn't do that to y'all. Maybe I'll do the reads bi-weekly. Nah, I wouldn't do that to y'all either. We gonna get it right. But that was it. That was all the comic news and stuff. And um, I just want to say one other thing. Um, so shout out to Zay, Isaiah Rashad, you know, the TDE artist. The artist from one of the best groups in the, oh, what, what do you mean one? The best group in rap, especially right now. Um, shout out to him. Why shout out to him? Why shout out to music during my nerd 
fucking podcast that has nothing to do with music? Well, because homie was tweeting about uh, Returnal, and I tweeted him about Returnal, and yeah, so because of him, I got into Returnal, and man, am I happy that I got into Returnal. I know I mentioned this already throughout the podcast, but I need to give the props where it's due. So, shout out to Zay for making me play Eternal, Eternal, Returnal, and I've been enjoying the fuck out of that shit, dog. But that shit is annoying as hell. Mad annoying. Good game, though. Really good game. Alright, that's it. Go listen to Lay With You by Isaiah Rashad on all your favorite platforms. This is a, a selfless, selfish plug. Alright, dog. Um, now, y'all go play some games or read some comics or do some fucking nerd shit. I will be back again next week and we will have more news. I can't promise y'all a long episode, but I can promise y'all we'll have more moves and we'll definitely have more X-Men. We might just do one episode where it's just comics so I can focus on reading it, but it definitely won't be during E3 week. All right, you know, I don't think that's going to happen because we have pre-E3 week coming up and we have E3 week and we have post-E3 week. Um, I don't, I think you guys are going to get an E3 podcast from me, but then the week after that, my homies are going to do a podcast with me and we're going to talk about E3 with people. So yeah, something like that. So yeah, no, no breaks. Um, got to keep this shit going. Got to keep this shit going. Cause I appreciate all y'all who listen. All right. Goodbye. I'm being sentimental. Get the fuck out of here. Have a fantastic day win some games be the champion in apex get some knockouts beat that boss from eternal it's okay that you died i died too um and yeah 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 um nani gotomo kaiken dakara ne um i don't know if i pronounced that right but if i remembered that correctly everything is an experience peace